Good morning, everyone. Boker Tov. Thank you. Sorry, a little bit late. Slichot is a little bit, a uh, little bit later, but nonetheless, we have another opportunity before Yom Kippur to open our hearts and learn, learn something really beautiful. The month of Tishrei is sponsored by Tanya and Yehuda Hanekman in honor of their daughter Mona's birthday for their full Shleim and Chizuk of Yakir Shlomo and Tanya Malka. It's also sponsored by Drs. Shira and Yonatan Wiesen, Rabbi Yair and Talia Hinden. Uh, it's the Yorzeit of the first grandmother, Edith Reeder. Alex and Shachar Avram, successful year for all of Am Yisrael in memory of Shachar's sister, Miriam Reisel, by Moshe Yehudi, Zichano Livracha. The week is sponsored by Michal Nudi Ryan, for the Refor Shleim of Eitan Shai Ben Bracha, Zach and Elizabeth Freud, for the Refor Shleim of Zachary Shlom Ben Dvora, Dr. Josh Goncher, in honor of his wife Eva's birthday. Happy birthday. Elisa and Brandon Beer, in gratitude to Hashem for their daughter Meira's first birthday. And I think... Oh, Hashem, that was a lot, but I think, I think that's it. Okay. Are there not enough? Oh, there's not enough pages. I'm sorry. But, but that's not the share. Yeah, Hashem, what's the page? Okay, Tafir Okay. Uh, even if you don't have the page today, it's, uh, you, you just listen, because it's a, it's a flow of consciousness today. Today is a very, very special shir from Lev Kluger. We began learning him a little bit about Rosh Hashanah. This is a beautiful thing. And... I want to go to a certain point in Yom Kippur that for anyone that's like a big davener, like a strong, strong davener, you know that Yom Kippur davening is very, very long. It's the longest davening of the year. It's five different tefillot. There's so much going on inside of it. It's very easy to... Everyone likes to say it's very easy to get lost in the, in the, in the machzor. I like to say it's very easy to get found in the machzor of Yom Kippur. There is so much in it. There's so much in it. But there is a certain point that is really where everyone, mamash, t- anyone that understands what's going on in Yom Kippur, you take off. I think it was yesterday's mention, I was speaking about a certain machzer that I have that I, I want to use again. I can't, I, I really can't do it in a year where, where I myself am Baal because it'll be a crazy tircha de tzibura. And that's the Machzor of Machon HaMikdash. I think it's called Machzor HaMikdash. Because in that Machzor, you have there an, illustra- an amazing illustration. A detailed illustration of the Avoda of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. The Avoda of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur... All good. All good. Come. The Avoda of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur is Yom Kippur. Like, that's really Yom Kippur. The Simcha of the Am of Yom Kippur is that moment. I have a whole Sefer from Rav Kook, I was going to bring it here, a huge Sefer, just on Rav Kook's parish on what the Kohen Gadol was doing inside of there. Now, those that, that aren't Chazanim, whoever's not a Chazan, actually, it doesn't show up in Yishmon Asri. It only shows up in the Chazarat HaShatz, when the, uh, in, in the Musaf of Yom Kippur. However... Mm-hmm. Anyone that's been to any, like, yeshiva davening, you know that the rabbeim, they, you don't wait for the rav to finish his shmonasve to start chazer sashas of musaf, because they go on for, they could stand there for hours. I was told about Rav Aaron Lichtenstein, he would stand for hours and hours and sometimes three, four, five hours of musaf in going into that place, because you have to understand our Yiddishkeit, the, the, 
the future generation's feeling of, I have a chance of having a Kesher to Hashem, our children's opportunity to feel like they have a Kesher with Hashem, was and is really dependent on what took place in that moment when the Kohen Gadol went into the Kodesh Kodeshim and what was going on over there. Now, even though there's only one Baal Tefillah in every minion, and even though we don't have a Kohen Gadol today that's doing it, we're going to be seeing something. Rav Kluger is going to bring us into the Kodesh Kodeshim with the Kohen Gadol to understand the role and I believe we're going to be extracting tremendous, tremendous uh, limudim for us in our own personal avodat Hashem and specifically gearing up towards Yom Kippur. You'll see a lot of things like chinuch coming up in this piece, but mainly also the tefillah to Hashem for Pesach Migdash, which it's like, honestly, Yom Kippur and Pesach, like the, these two moments of the year, it's all great what we've done with it, but without bringing a korban Pesach, and without having the Kohen Gadol going into the Kodesh, Kodesh and Yom Kippur, it's cute and sweet what we have. You realize that, right? It's like nice, the way we, what we've done with Pesach and what we do with Yom Kippur. But without these things, we see mamash mashu chasel, so this should bring out a tefillah in us. Like Rabbi Nachman, uh, Rabbi Nassim writes, based on Rabbi Nachman's teachings, and Karduner has such a beautiful song. We've, we've learned this song a few times, Shlach Lanhu Manhigamiti. Send for us a Kayan, send for us a leader who's operating on the level that we're going to be speaking right now. So on page Tafyud Gimel, on the left column, in the middle, the second paragraph, third paragraph, we're going to jump, it's the first page that's in front of you, we're going to be jumping around a little bit, but just, a, just enough for us to get a, a, a good taste of everything. Okay. I also want to mention one more thing before I forget. It's just it's something very important, and I'm doing this b'shem and many, many people in the Kira. You'll see later today that we're going to send out the title for this, week, for this year's Shabbat Shuvah Drasha. It's probably the most important Shabbat Shuvah Drasha I've ever had to prepare, and that is the role and centrality of mental health in the process of our Shuvah today. I'm encouraging everyone to, to, to make it. We're also working on babysitting so that parents with little children could also make it. But I'm not sure what time they're going to be doing it, but it's very important, Mamash, B'Shem the Klal, that as many, you know, that, that we really show up strong and, and uh, be open for that also. So I didn't want to forget that. That'll be Shabbos afternoon. Okay. Avodat Alev Shel Bnei Aaron. Avodat HaMikdash Nikret Avoda, like when we say every morning, we're not talking about Ribbon Bring back the accounting that Masach Nasah was doing in the time of Beis HaMikdash, right? When we say, restore the Avoda of the Beit HaMikdash, what is the Avoda? What's the work? Kohanim are the roots regarding anything that's shayach to the avoda of bichlal, of anything that Am Yisrael, the Kohen, the, their role is the headquarters of what avoda is all about. Whether it's hen nekudat ha-Torah v'hen nekudat ha-Avoda. Whether it's the, when it comes to Torah or when it comes to avoda, isn't that Bnei Akiva's thing? Torah v'avoda, right? They basically could have just called the, the movement Kohanecha, because that's really what he's saying over here, like, it's, it's really, it's the Kohen's role. The Nekudah of Torah and the Nekudah of Avodah. 
והשורש לכל העבודות שבבריאה היא בעבודת הכהן הגדול, בקודש הקודשים, שהוא שורש עבודת הכהנים וככלליות עבודות ישראל. And the pinnacle point, the inner point of everything that the כהן does is when the כהן, what he does in the, in the קודש קודשים. שהעבודה היא נקודת הלב. עבודה is the point of the heart, כדאיתה, על הפסוק, ולעובדו בכל לבבכם. איזו היא עבודה שהיא בלב, הווי אומר, זו תפילה, ותפילות כנגד תמידים תקנו. והיינו, next page, שבעבודת הקורבנות והמקדש, היו עבודת לב. This is very interesting. You know, we're going to be reading in the Mosef of Yom Kippur, the Kohen ran there, he went there, he dipped here, he changed his clothes, he did this with his finger, he did all these different things. Those are called avodah. But the way he's darshniyat is that every movement of the Kohen Agadol, bichlal, but specifically when it came to Yom Kippur, was avodat alev, was service of the lev, had to be involved in very physical and materialistic avodot. Right? The lev had to be involved, the heart had to be involved in what's considered avodah. Because ezo hi avodah shebalev, zot fila. Obviously the Kohen is davening the whole time in Yom Kippur. He's going in and out, Hashem mochel them, Hashem mochel that family, Hashem mochel my family, Hashem mochel. And, and, and while he's rinsing, you know, how many times he, he kept on changing his clothes, he kept on doing a million things with his body. But all those, all those avodot were all avodot of lev. All of it. והכוהנים הם אשר יש להם לב בשר. הכוהנים הם ברסלבס, מסתכלים. הכוהנים הם, יש להם לב בשר. They keep on speaking about this from the Navi Yechezkel, to remove from ourselves hearts of stone and give us hearts of flesh. That means, what does that למעשה mean? Heart, people that feel. People that feel. It doesn't mean you're an emotional basket case. That's not what it means. You can be a very well put together, healthy, orderly person that feels. There's no stira between the two. כדמצינו, שהשם יתברך החשיב את שמחת לב אהרון, באומרו למשה רבינו ורעך ושמח בליבו. This is so beautiful. What's the first thing we know emotionally about Aaron HaKohen? Moshe Rabbeinu is turning down the role of leadership, and the first, thing, first person he wants to put it on at the burning bush is, put it on my brother. Then he continues, and the Midrash says he wanted it to be Eliyahu Navi, and then there's another Midrash says he just wanted it to be Mashiach. Um, but the first person he's thinking of is like, no, 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 my, my brother, my brother is much more ra'ui, he's much more, you know, shayach to it. And Hashem says, no, 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 listen, let me tell you something about your brother. You probably know it already, but the Torah is telling it to us. Ve'ra'acha, he's going to see your appointment, having ve'ra'acha ve'samach belibo, he's going to have simcha in his heart. When he sees that you had such, you had such an amazing, you have such an amazing job. So the Midr says, God said, That beautiful heart that rejoices over something beautiful happening to his brother, You understand what that means, right? Precious stones shall be placed on that heart. What a Midrash. What's it speaking about? שנאמר ונשא אהרון את שמות בני ישראל 
בחושן המשפט, על ליבו, בבואו אל הקודש, לזיכרון לפני השם תמיד. השם says, you know who, you know who gets to carry Am Yisrael on his heart? Someone that has true simcha when something good happens to someone else. Sincere simcha. Aaron Akoin didn't know he was going to be a Kohen Gadol when Moshe Rabbeinu was appointed to be the leader of Am Yisrael. If he knew, I'm going to become a Kohen Gadol if I could be happy for my brother, it'd be so cheap. It'd be so shallow. That's not how it worked. It's not the story. The story was, is that there was sincere happiness that something happened. Now, we don't, it's obviously a tikkun of Kain and Hevel. You know, why wasn't Kain happy that Hevel's korban was accepted as a whole shayla? And also, why wasn't Hevel distraught that Kain's korban wasn't accepted? It goes both ways. Sibling rivalries are the most, one of the most dangerous, destructive things in the world. One of the most painful things that we've ever seen in relationships is when siblings stop talking to each other. It's one of the, one of the most horrific things. And there's always someone that has all the legitimate reasons to it. It's usually the other person. <laughs> this happens a lot. It's very, very sad. It shouldn't happen. But it, it's rooted in Al-Kain and Hevel, obviously, right? The first siblings in the world. Aaron, Al-Kain, and Moshe are being to play a role of Tikkun on the same level for this fixing of siblings. Aaron, Al-Kain being able to... Ca- Aaron, Al-Kain, the coin is the one that carries our, all of our names on his heart because he has sincere simcha when something good happens to me and something good happens to you. So as a first note, during the process of the tshuva that happens on Yom Kippur, a tefillah that each of us can have while the Musaf Avoda of the Kohen Gadol is being read is davening to Hashem from the bottom of our hearts, please enlighten me, enable me to be besimcha, true simcha, when something good happens to someone else, even if it seems that it's on my cheshbon. Because in Aaron Cohen's case, that could have very well been the case. It's almost like saying, Hashem Yitbarach, please make me a berdich of more or less, because this is Reb Levi Yitzchak Torah, what we're saying right now. Like, please, please, please. Bekevan shaya le'aron et koach avodah shebalev zot fila, bayalo et simchat alev, alken zacha laset et shmot b'nei Yisrael alibo bechol et lezikaron lifnei Hashem tamid. So since Aaron Akoyan had the koach of avodah shebalev zot fila, he knew how to do this. And he had the simcha in his heart when good things happen to other people, He's the one that merited to carry the names of all of Am Yisrael on his heart at any given moment. Lezikaron lifnei Hashem tamid. So now, it, it was very hard for me to figure out which, which, which nekuda to go to over here, but skip one paragraph and just trust me for now. Musabev kol asibot yitbarach shmo v'ribono shalolam גרם שארון הכהן יהיה יחד עם כלל ישראל בשעת נפילתם לחטא העגל. This is the deepest נקודה of Yom Kippur. You know why Yom Kippur is so deep? You know why Aaron HaKohen, the Kohen has played such a role? Because he's going into the Kodesh Kodashim as someone that can relate to the Shoresh of Chet much more than Moshe Rabbeinu can relate to it. He says like this, and it's interesting, it's something that, like, Kilo, we don't talk about so much. Who be'etzem created Chet Ha'ega? At the end of the day, it's hard to even say these words, right? It's like this thing of, like, shh, 
<laughs> Don't answer the question, right? But obviously, we're putting it out there. Because Rav Kluger says, Misabeva Sibot. You all know that from Yisheribo's son, right? Sibata Sibot. The one that caught, the one that, that, that basically orchestrates the whole thing, orchestrated, that Aaron should have some kind of a negia to, the, to basically that which brought Yom Kippur. Because Yom Kippur is a result of Cheta Egel. That means that Aaron Akoin is in the heart of Yom Kippur in what caused it and what it actually brought and blossomed into the world, you see? One of the things that we have such a hard time with, with leaders, is that we feel like hem lo shayachim They can't understand what people are going through today. What am I going to go to a tzaddik and, and talk to him about my child's like Netflix addiction? What am I, my, my kesha, right? Such a like, cop-out, as if, it's, as if you're not talking about your own like, Netflix addiction. But we have this thing of distance, like a distance. I, I want to feel close to the person that I'm receiving counsel from. I want to feel close to them. I want them to be able to relate to me. Not necessarily that they did exactly what I've done, but that, they, that it's relatable. There was no one more relatable than Aaron Akkarin and Amisel. No one. Maybe they were wondering, well, why didn't he get punished Kivyacho? But they kind of knew that Hashem Barach orchestrated the whole thing, that he should be there at that Nikuda when Yidin realized for the first time, oh my God, what kind of a machitza did I put between me and God by doing this? Oh my God, what kind of poison did I just put into my heart? And who's there with them in that pain? Aaron Akoin. That was Hashem's orchestration of it. So when the Kohen Agadol is going into the Kodesh Kodashim, it's not this saint that has no shayachut. It's not an angel that has no shayachut to a person's pain. Once they taste the pain of being far from Hashem, it's someone that is more relatable than any other person in Am Yisrael. That's the way Hashem created this whole story. Maybe just for this, I don't know. Seems like that, based on what he's saying over here. Ve'alken, third line, Nasa Aharon belibo et nehemat halev anishbar shel bale tshuva. You know what nehema means? You know what, you know the song, Meshurera Tshuva, we say, Hemyat uh, nevalecha. That means like the, the, the orchestra, basically. Someone will hear the, the magnificent orchestra that's emanating from your voice of tshuva. Nahama means to scream, to scream out in this context. Meaning what? Aaron Akon carried in his heart Nahamat, the, the, the marvelous orchestra emanating from the scream. Tsa'akat halev v'anishbar shabba He carried in his heart not just how beautiful we are, but he was able to contain a space within him about how much pain it is, how painful we feel, how much pain we feel when we discover that we end up doing sometimes the last thing in the world that we want to do. You know that moment that you discover, I cannot believe I just did this. This is actually the last thing in the world I ever wanted to do. And it brings out such a tzakata lev, the screaming of the heart. Whether it is the way that you spoke to a child, or whether it's, God forbid, things that I don't even want to talk about right now, or whether it's simple Lashon Hara that came out of your mouth and you're like, I cannot believe that a second before I said this, I thought it would be okay to say such a thing. I, I just can't believe it. 
Aaron Akoin is carrying that pain of, I can't believe I thought this was okay. I pushed can't believe it. All these things, all these different inyanim in our lives. The Kohen is carrying, the Aaron Akoin knows this more than anyone. This is what it means when it says he's carrying our name. He's also carrying our screams and our cries, which frankly is why sometimes you have the biggest Rebbes in the world that look like they're 180 when really they're like 55. Why? Do you know what they're carrying? Do you know what they know? What some of these tzaddikim, it's such a pele that they're able to smile. It's such a pele that they're able to actually be besimcha and bring out dvar Hashem besimcha. One time I was waiting outside of Weinberger's door and I realized I should not be waiting outside the door because I heard some crazy things behind the door. And then someone passed by and basically says, this happens every day in here. You know, craziness. Stuff that, stuff that comes to this table. Craziness. And that Shabbos, I was, happened, it was an Elul. It was an Elul. I was in Woodmere for Shabbos. I was eating by someone that lived. He had to pass by Weinberger's house to get to the shul for his Shabbos afternoon drasha, and I saw in him like a little bit of, oh my God, how much he has, how much he hears, how much he carries. And I was shocked that he was about to go give a shear, and I thought this is going to be the worst shear ever because I saw Mamish carrying so much. Remember, I never forget, it was hot. It's like 4 p.m., 4.30 p.m., if you know that street, what's it called, that, that main street over there? Maybe it's Woodmere Boulevard even. I forget right now. <coughs> Off Peninsula, make the right. I think it's Woodmere Boulevard. I met him at a certain point there, walking down the street. And I thought to myself, this is going to be impossible. I don't know how he's going to... Right? And it was Elo, and he walked into Shul, and the second he got up to the Amad, Mishu Achel and he gave a sheer about what we're going to read in Parshat Ha'azinu, Kenesher Ya'ir Kino, Al Gozalav Yirachef, about the, the, the soaring of an eagle. Like we say about eagles, Tit Chadesh, Kenesher Ne'uraychi. That the secret of Yiddishkeit is to lead Chadesh, like the youth of your eagleness. I don't know, it's not really the proper, you know what I'm saying? But the whole Torah was about, yes, Kilu, we have what to cry over, we have we're carrying other people's stuff, but the secret is not to figure out a way to not care about other people. The secret is to make space for other people and to still be in tune with Leit Chadesh Kineshin and Rachel. That's what the whole Shir was. I'm telling you, it looked like a different person. His face looked different when he was giving Shir than it was two minutes before. The real ones are carrying, they're carrying the Nasalem, it's Libam, it's Lev Shmos B'nai Yisrael. That's why these words stuck out to me so much. He can draw these voices that screamed out in pain, and he's basically the Kohen is saying, Here, they really, really do regret. They really are full of remorse. We're trying to express that for 40 days. But the coin is saying, this is really real. Hashem is Barach. And he brings the tzaka, which means the tzaka of the lev isn't words. Sometimes someone wants to say, I'm sorry, and, because they're in so much pain for what they did. And they realize they have no atzlacha with using proper words. They've wrote 35 text messages and they deleted it. 
they leave a voice note that gets deleted because what they really want to express is, ah, that's what they really want to express. The coin is the one that takes the I and he says, this is what they're really saying. This is what, and we know that the coin knows that that's, oh yeah, that actually is what I really want to say. So what shlemus is it? Yes, Mindy. I'm sorry. Don't, wait, 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 wait. Start again. Okay. Why would I want this achrayut of davening for simcha for good things that happen to other people, which is going to raise my level to more of a level of Aaron coin, which raises my achrayut? That, that's a very, very big thing. It's, it seems heavy. <laughs> in other words we talked about this years ago I'm happy yeah. to be happy for other people's simchas and, and whatever Yeah. you made us do an avoda on that yeah. it's really cute, um, cute. <laughs> no, it, it worked yeah. it was something that people weren't really aware of well I'm a shtickle jealous of A, B, and C let's, let's go back yeah. and, and do yeah. some math for that yeah. but this is taking it to a, to a that's a hard level to get to mm-hmm. I was waiting for someone to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I figured you'd say something like that, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would say, that, I mean, I have nothing to add. That's the whole, only word I would say. Okay. So the, the trying is also something. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything. Mindy. Okay, I'm not yet in the process of <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, you're, you're, you're much... You're much more aligned than you, than you think you are. Mamash. Much, much more. I could say that. You can't say that about yourself. I could say that. I could say that. This Tzakat Alev is not only Yom Kippur. This is the link between what seems to be Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Everyone's wondering, why is Yom Kippur after Rosh Hashanah? It's a famous Shaila. should be Al Piseder Ateva. Yom Kippur should be first, and then it should be Rosh Hashanah. It seems like that, right? But really, on the inside of the inside, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are the same thing, and that's why we see them. That's why they're both, that's why they're both so connected to each other. Nachon? So listen, listen to this. This inner oy that the Kohen brings into the Kodesh Kodashim with him, when did it really begin? He, he, kola shofar. That's actually the sound of the shofar. Like it says in all this farm, the shofar is reaching a place that is beyond our intellectual capacity to understand ourselves. How did the geula begin? With an illust- with an articulate expression, um, with like verbalizing exactly what we feel with the pain in Mitzrayim? No. How did the geula begin? With like our own little shofar. And then so Tomer, the Nikudav, the Pnimiut of me reaching out to Hashem, as much as I, I'm, I have to try to find words, you know, and the Machzor helps me with that, but 